I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We got a fully loaded show. Terrell Edmonds is off to Philadelphia. The Pittsburgh Steelers are deep in the scouting trail right now. Meanwhile, there are still questions left about their free agency and what is to come. Many holes to fill. As always, it's not a bad day outside. It's cold here in Pittsburgh. It was rainy yesterday. It was gross and rainy. Um, I won't lie. I've started to put together a at-home gym in my basement because my plan is I'm never going to leave. Ever, but I'm sure it's the same in Kentucky. I feel my friend. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's raining cats and dogs outside <laughs> uh, for That's the past like 24. Yesterday. Yeah, for the for the past 24 hours. But feeling good, man. Ready, ready to talk some ball. Yeah, as always, as always. It was an exciting week. We do want to start with the Terrell Edmonds news, I believe. But first, I got to get your opinion. As a, I, I've been waiting 48 hours now, almost, to ask you this question. You were the first name that pops up every time I see a headline involving Ben Roethlisberger. This one was big. (laughs) According to himself, according to the QB himself, he considered coming out of retirement last year. He had talks with the 49ers who offered him a deal after they lost Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. If Ben came out of retirement as possibly the biggest Ben fan that I know, educated Ben fan, I should say a Ben fan that could think reasonably and doesn't get upset about too many things. What would your thoughts have been if you got the news, the Schefter tweet that said Ben Roethlisberger is signing with the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> I don't know. That one would have hurt, hurt me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> that would have been weird. I, I think – I know he said something like he just couldn't see himself playing elsewhere. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I I just can't picture him in another jersey, but especially like a Niners jersey. Um yeah. That, that was definitely surprising. I guess not overly surprising that they reached out, but given all their injuries uh, from this past season. But I'm sure that, you know, that's probably a tough decision to make, especially for a team like San Francisco, who was clearly, you know, especially after the McCaffrey trade, they were just so loaded yeah. offensively last year that um, even Ben with his limitations could could have probably went out there and at least gave him like serviceable um quarterback play if everything else was good but 
Yeah, that would have been interesting to see. I've always, uh, I was always wondering, like in his career. I mean, he played for some a couple solid uh, offensive coordinators, but he didn't ever play for anybody like Kyle. So Dude, yeah, nobody like Shanahan. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad that it didn't happen, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. It would have been. It would have been weird. It would have brought up a weird question. Like if they made it to the Super Bowl. And you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, you know, I want to root for Ben, but this is strange. This just doesn't feel yeah. it would have it would have been a, a very, very weird Super Bowl if Ben made it. But, you know, he didn't. And uh, I think that was uh, that was big news. Good for him. You know, I, I'm sure that he'll get those calls. I feel like he's now part of that list where it's like Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. It, ben Brett Favre still gets a name tossed out there every once in a while. Tom Brady. And now it'll be Ben, where it's just like, well, the the Indianapolis Colts, who are 13 and three, called Ben. This team called Ben. This team called Ben. So I don't think we'll ever get one, but it's going to yeah. be on the radar for at least the next five years until the guy's 45 and he's like, all right, guys, please stop calling me, please. All right, let's talk current Pittsburgh Steelers news. Terrell Edmonds just signed with the Philadelphia Eagles hours ago after informing the team that he will leave. They replace CJ Gardner Johnson with Terrell Edmonds. I mean, I think it's a good move for Edmonds himself. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers have question marks. Did you see Edmonds leaving towards the end here? Are you surprised about a one-year deal in Philly instead of a one-year deal in Pittsburgh? Um, No, I think that Edmonds is probably looking for somewhere else. I mean, I, just based on what happened last year with his market and then him ultimately just coming back to the Steelers for a one-year deal, you know, he he played, he had one of the better seasons that he's had in his career last year. Yeah. Um, and the Steelers still didn't prioritize him. So, I mean, I think he kind of understood that, like, you know, this is the way Pittsburgh feels about me as a player. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be a guy that – they view as like a foundational piece or a big part of this defense. So I, I think it makes sense to go elsewhere and try to prove your worth, prove your worth elsewhere, especially on a team like Philly, you know, who is, you know, they're going to be one of, if not the favorite for um, the team to come out of the NFC next season, they got a loaded defense over there. So he'll be playing around good players. Um, I like the fit. I'm interested to see how, how that's going to work out, but, um, good for him. I mean, I can't, I can't hate on somebody getting their own money. And I definitely think it's good that, you know, he can go out there and get some value for himself. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think even if it is a one year prove it deal, it's a one year prove it deal on a team that is a Super Bowl contender. So there'll be no question marks. You're going to go out there. You're going to have eyes on you. The national spotlight will be on you plenty. You know, even if he's looking and saying, well, chances are, I'm not going to go get a huge deal ever in my career. You go to Philadelphia, you got the opportunity to at least sign a two, three-year deal worth some money, which I think that's what he's hunting is just a little bit of security, a little bit of, hey, man, I've been in the league for six years now. Can I please get a contract that's longer than a season? And I think he deserves that. He just plays strong safety, which is a tough position to get those at. And I don't know. I think Philadelphia is just a better option to get that national exposure. The Pittsburgh Steelers, especially playing next to Minka, it's always going to leave questions of like, is he good or does he just fit the system? Yeah. We say it all the time. It, Terrell Edmonds plays very well for what the Pittsburgh Steelers ask him to do. I think that hurts his negotiations. So just like you said, if the Steelers don't view him as a long-term option, might as well go prove yourself somewhere else and possibly win a Super Bowl at the same time. 
I do. I think it's a good move for TE. Do you think it's going to be easier for the Pittsburgh Steelers to replace Edmonds or replace Cam Sutton? I mean, they have KZ, but and they have Patrick Peterson, but you know what I'm saying? Long-term solutions to both. Yeah, I mean, those guys aren't necessarily irreplaceable, but, um, you know, it is going to be a difficult task, I feel like, for them to replace both those guys in the same offseason. Um, yeah. And that's just because, you know, I think Peterson definitely gives them um, another good communicator in the back end. You know, we've kind of highlighted some of the things that he does well, you know, especially in zone coverage, getting his eyes on the quarterback. You know, bring some ball skills, which you like. Um, but there, you know, there are some limitations to his game at this stage of his career. And then, you know, KZ, you know, I don't know that they are necessarily penciling him in as like the starting no, strong safety. I don't think they are either. I think maybe they will. They feel comfortable with that. But I agree with you. Like, there's a sense that they're gonna they're gonna find a safety somewhere. Do you think it'll be free agency? Do you think that? There, there are names, but there's not like – I feel like outside of like John Johnson and maybe Taylor Rapp, there's not really like that big splash signing, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some guys out in free agency. I know they had some interest in Kareem Jackson. He's older. They had some yeah, but he's old. Exactly. Him he's last older. Year. Um, you know, I Ronnie like you Harrison. Can't survive, you can't sign an older guy and still pursue a safety in the draft early enough where – you. I think you want to pursue him yeah, and have like a third, you know what I mean? That's just too many bodies at that point. You got a question about whether you're not going to, you're going to get rid of miles Killebrew or Trey Norwood, which I think they like both of those guys. Do you think Trey's got any shot of being a rotational no. piece here? Me neither. I I don't think I, I'm not sure that Trey makes a team next year. I mean, I definitely don't think that he's oh, really? a lock by any stretch of the imagination. Just, um, just my opinion, but I'm not really sure if they're going to go the free agent route. I know I've seen Taylor Rapp's name kind of floated out there as a possibility. Um, you know, just some other guys on here, you know, Ronnie Harrison for, uh, he's played in Cleveland, Jacksonville. Yeah. He was a guy that they had some interest in, in that same draft class. So videos to see if, you know, either one of those guys may be surfaced, um, on the cheap, but, um, I think it's more likely, I guess, that they go to the draft. The problem is uh, this safety class in the draft is kind of it's it's kind of shallow. So yeah, okay. So there, I mean, that, I agree with you, but that poses the second question. And I talked about this on my to go today, and I think I I'm starting to believe it. Do you think a safety could be there? Maybe not at 17. Maybe at 17, though, depending on who's there, or 32. Like, do you think that now makes that a priority? Like a name like Brian Branch, who, I mean, Mike Tomlin's in. He's in Alabama. Uh, Giari, Giari Brown out of Penn State. They had Terrell Austin and Grady Brown there today at their pro day. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a name out Antonio Johnson. It's another one. And then they were talking to Mike Tomlin made headlines because he's out there talking to, who was it, Anthony Johnson Jr. at Iowa State. And he was mm-hmm. saying how he wants him to play a nickel and a, and a safety. Do you think that, I mean, I know Anthony Johnson Jr. is like a day three guy, but. You know, do you still do you think those two, the big names, are possibilities? Yeah, it definitely makes sense because, like, you know, you talk about um, Anthony Johnson. I need to watch a little bit more of him, but I know I've watched Antonio Johnson and Brian Branch both. Obviously, uh, both those guys have slot experience, so mm-hmm. that's you know kind of interesting to me in terms of you know 
you know, Edmonds played a lot in the slot. That's that's the thing with um, you know, with him and Sutton both hitting the market. There's you know a lot of slot snaps, especially from a coverage perspective, that you're you know worried about in that regard. So um, you got to replace those snaps because you know when you get in those obvious passing situations, you, you don't want a guy like Arthur Merlet to be like forced into playing um, because they're just going to match up on him. Honestly, um, there is some other guys that I like in the class too. Um, I'll take- I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jatavius Martin from Illinois. Um, he's He played a lot of slot. Jamie Robinson had a formal with the Steelers at the Combine. He did. Um, he plays a lot of slot. Um, so, I mean, there, there are guys that can do it um, and guys that I think could play as rookies. Uh, there just might be some growing pains because when you, you know, obviously Edmund's been in the system for five years now, yeah. um, has experience working with Minka, um, working within the defense. So there's going to be some – you know, growing pains just in terms of, you know, maybe some more explosive plays next year than we're used to. But um, I'm yeah. interested to see what happens. I, I definitely think they're going to um, they're going to draft somebody, especially if like they don't have an answer uh, before the draft starts. Yes, yeah, I agree. I think that I think it moves very high on their priority list. And like by high, I mean, like, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody listening knows the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's you know, a cornerback could be expected at 17 and get drafted at 120. And you could just be like, yeah, you know, that kind of the Steelers just that was their plan the whole time. Like they were just in case somebody was there at 17. Cool. But if somebody was there at 120, they were thinking better at one. And I think safety kind of feels like that same position where they're just they want to get one before the fifth round when they have to wait until the seventh. If they could do that, they'll they'll classify him as a guy that could come in here and play rather immediately. And I think that with the slot thing, Demonte KZ has slot experience too. So if you could rotate those guys and have two versatile options with Minka Fitzpatrick, I think that works, works pretty well. Last one here for the safeties is, you know, the obvious name, Kevin, say that last name for Kevin me, please. Byron. Byron. Thank you. I can never say it properly. Um, even though it's the easiest name in the world, he's obviously, uh, you know, He's he's out there. There have been reports that he wants a pay cut. They're not going to give him one. I don't think you trade for him. I I just don't think that's first off. You take on a nineteen million dollar cap hit if you trade for him. That's not going to happen. If he does get cut, do you think he's a possibility? He'll be thirty years old. He's pretty similar. Um, he's pretty similar. I feel like to um Minka, just in terms of like what he's normally asked to do. I'm not sure that that 
kind of makes a ton of sense just from a um, from a money or a financial standpoint. Um, no, it, I mean, but if he hits free agency, you think he'd still be that expensive? Even with Gardner Johnson going for eight million, you think he'd be more than that? I mean, I don't know how exactly how well or how consistent he was last year, but I mean, Byron's been a pretty consistent player. I feel like for the majority of his career, um, yeah. you know, and he's consistently available too. I know that Tennessee's trying to tear that thing down over there to the studs, but I probably would caution against getting rid of like you know Byron oh. still. Byron's still old enough to, or young enough, excuse me, to where like he could be a part of this thing as long as they turn it back around um, over the next couple of years. So I, I I don't know. Maybe they maybe they get rid of him. I'm not saying I would be like against the idea. I mean, Byron's a good player, um, you know, does a lot of good things and he's a ball hawk. So he definitely fits that playmaking bill that they like in the secondary. Um, I'm just not sure from a financial perspective. I mean, they've got Minka on a historically rich contract. Um, I just I refuse to believe that Bayard's going to play for you know pennies on the dollar. So I still think he's going to command a little bit of change. No, I I do too. I just I, the safety market's always surprisingly bad. Like it's always much lower than. I mean, I remember the remember the year that Tyron Matthew signed for like six million dollars in Houston or something. It was the year that they drafted Edmonds, and Tyron the Honey Badger signed for I forget what the contract was, but it was low. In Houston, everybody's like, well, what the heck? Why, why didn't the Steelers think that? It's like, yeah, and that started a trend where everybody signs for much less, except for like that one guy every year that gets the best. So so I think the the league is has just basically decided that if you're not an elite, elite safety, um, there's just like the top has a, kind of fallen out of that market. Like the only yeah. guy to get paid this offseason was really Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. And the only reason I feel like Bates got paid like that was because, A, Atlanta's been desperate for safety help for a long time. And, B, mm-hmm. Bates is playing on the franchise tag. So you already kind of have your market set by that. I mean, he's been playing on a high-dollar deal. So his market was kind of set before he even hit free agency. But, like, I think gone are the days of NFL teams like chasing good players into that elite money territory or average players into that elite money territory. Yep. I just think that just the way the position's viewed, um, it's not a premier position around the league unless you have that extreme playmaker like Aminka Fitzpatrick who's going to change the game on a whim any given week. There's just not that many guys available like that. And, they, and if they are um, in the league, like, they're usually locked up, so they yeah. don't really hit free agency. So I definitely think the league's just trending with, like, the two high safeties and s- stuff like that, just the way that teams are deploying those guys. Um, I just don't think – I just don't think it's going to happen very, very much going forward. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird time to lose a safety. But I am excited. I am excited. I think Brian Branch at 17 would be interesting. It would be much more interesting. Let me ask this. You've watched both, and then we'll move on. Joey Porter Jr. or Brian Branch at 17, who would you pick? If you were Omar mm. Khan. Oh, man. Uh, I would probably have Branch a little bit higher, but I don't I don't think that they would pick Branch. Over no, no, but if Porter. you were Omar Khan, <laughs> if you were Omar Khan, you're going Brian Branch. Probably. I, I, I really like Branch as a player, man. I really do. Um I, I don't I don't I don't know if they're gonna like him enough to pick him at seventeen because you know he is a safety sly guy and he didn't test like extremely well. Yeah. Um but 
you know, I, I definitely think um, I would probably go with Branch just because I think he's a little bit better of a player. But um, I'd be happy with either, though. Um, I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they address this secondary like early in the draft, just because I, I have some I have some concerns about it if they don't, even though this draft is really deep at cornerback, you know. Corner is a really tough transition to the league, and I, I really think yeah. that they need to try to, you know, address that position with, you know, premier draft capital. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to move on. I want to talk offensive linemen first. I saw an NFL four-round mock draft today. Couldn't tell you who wrote it. Who have the Steelers selecting Nolan Smith one oh, pick man. ahead of Devin Witherspoon. And I just thought... Nah, I don't know about that one. I don't think that's going to happen. I do love me some Nolan Smith for those of Nolan you Nolan Smith is a good one, I know. I was watching your edge rusher stuff. Yeah, it was uh, – you guys were uh, high praise on Nolan Smith, who was expected to be there at 32 for a while. Now seems to be the guy yeah. skyrocketing up boards. Yeah, I which... think I think Smith's the top 10 player in, in, this, cl- in this class. Oof. I, I like him a lot. Okay. Okay. I like that. We're going to have to do this too uh, – and there's your boy Nick jumping in there, edge two, baby. Edge two. I think you had him at edge three, right? I had him at edge two as well. Oh, did you really? Oh, yep. yeah. Edge three was BJ Ojolari. See, I remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning. NFL draft week by week. That's no track by over here. All right. Let's talk offensive line. Uh, it's been almost a week now since the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Isaac Siumalu. All the questions in the world are popping up. You got people saying that they're out here trying to replace Mason Cole and James Daniels now, and that, you know, Nate Herbig is the replacement to Kevin Dotson. CU Malu is the replacement to James Daniels, who have clearly not watched a Pittsburgh Steelers game in over a year. But it does leave questions. Do you look at the Steelers' offense? Let me just ask this. What do you, if, you, if the Steelers started football today, what is their starting five on the offensive line? How do you foresee it? Yeah, I'm just confused about the the James Daniels thing. Was it Baldinger that brought that up? It was. It was. He said that they're replacing everybody. They're just cleaning house. I was like, oh man. I was I, like, well, you. Uh, and he also said that he also suggested that James Daniels might want to move to center and compete he's played, with. He's he played, played center. center before. Yeah, yeah. That's where he came out. He came out of Iowa playing center but he was by far the Steelers' best offensive lineman last season. Not, like, noticeably further yeah. ahead than everybody else. If it if it was me, I would play um, Samalo at left guard and yeah. just replace Dotson and then roll with that. I mean, if you if you really want to be technical, I think, like, when Samalo is healthy, I think – He's a little bit better of a player, maybe than James Daniels. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I, I do think those guys are in the same tier of player where they're like legitimately good offensive linemen, like not elite or very good, but like just good, steady offensive linemen. Um, and I would probably just keep Cole at center, assuming that they don't actually draft one. But I think that gets your best five players on the field at the same time. And I also just don't really understand the need to try to move James Daniels out the line. I don't know that that I've seen that comment. Uh, I knew I saw that on Twitter. Somebody was uh, quote tweeting that. I just yeah. don't really understand that. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I, I would, was a hot take. I don't really care. Um, Daniels had, 
I feel like maybe his best year of his career last year, um, if not best, like one of the best. So I probably wouldn't move him positions unless, you know, they were just adamant that they like Sam Malo at, um, at right guard. But yeah. Sam Malo has played left guard. Like he's even played like a pinch of center in his career. So um, they've got some flexibility up front. I know Cole's played guard as well, but I would probably just keep it the way it is, play, play those guys at the guards. And I, I think that they've, with those three guys, they've got a, a really nice foundation on the offensive line now along the interior. Yeah, with Chooks still signed, they're not getting rid of Chooks. And, you know, you could you could have your worries about Chooks all you want. He's not going anywhere. And then you go find a left tackle. And I agree. I, I don't think my, my outlook on Mason Cole is if you draft a center this year, okay, I get it. But if you don't draft a center, I see where the Steelers are coming from because they're playing baby steps with everything else around Kenny Pickett. Why would you mess up his center? You know, like, why would you eliminate the guy who everybody in the locker room loves? People love Mason Cole, like love Mason Cole. The team loves him. The coaches love him. Kenny Pickett loves him. You know, if you're, if you're keeping his backup quarterback for $10 million a year, why are you getting rid of his center? You know, I also want to point out, like having a veteran center who's got a good amount of experience, like Cole's an experienced guy now. Um, yeah, at only 26 years old. Yeah, having a veteran center is really important for a young quarterback, too, because, you know, they were trying to take, especially like after he got off to a little bit of a rough start last season as a rookie, they tried to kind of scale back what they were asking him to do. But having a veteran center allows, you know, that guy to make the checks on offense, make the lines, uh, the line calls, um, the slides and stuff like that. So, you know, you can take some off of Pickett's plate, you know, whereas if you go to a rookie center, you know, you may not be comfortable forcing them into that role where they're making the checks and the protections at the line of scrimmage. So um, there's other ways to get it done. I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just, I think like with a young quarterback like that, who's still kind of learning his way, I think that I would prefer to just keep that uh, familiarity between those two guys for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think you messed that up for a guy who didn't play bad down the stretch. Seems comfortable. And like I said, everybody likes him. Let's talk NFL draft with that then. You change the guard. I think the right side from Siumalu over is kind of solidified. It's the Dan Moore Jr. sweepstakes here, the left tackle sweepstakes. There was there was a recent mock that I saw, and somebody s- tossed it in the comments, where uh, Broderick Jones, this was Daniel Jeremiah's draft, where uh, Broderick Jones falls to 17 for the Steelers. That's the easiest pick in the whole world. Like, there's it's the you don't even have to question that one. But a more realistic option, let's talk Paris Johnson. Dewan Jones, I think, are both big names on the Steelers board. They took him out to dinner the other night. If either one of those there are there at 17, I, I think Paris Johnson's a, a kind of a definite yes. But if Dewan Jones is the last remaining good tackle there, are you taking him at 17 and feeling comfortable with that? Or do you see him as too much of a project right now to take a risk and then maybe you wait for another guy who's equally as much of a project? I'm interested to see because I I really do think that um, I think that Jones, there's a lot of smoke surrounding him right now with the Steelers. Like they've showed a lot of interest in him. Obviously met with him at the senior bowl, met with him at the combine. If I do recall, Um, took him out to dinner. I don't, I mean, maybe he's a dark horse guy for 17. I know people have, I've seen, I, I think I've been sent like 4,700 mock drafts um, on Twitter, but um, I know like everyone's like popular pick is like Dwan Jones at 32. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, maybe maybe you. he's there at 32, and that that could be the the route that they go. I do think he's maybe a sleeper. I guess for get picked at 17. Do Jones, you think he makes it to 17 or to 32? I I don't know. I don't know how the league views him. It does seem like both him and Darnell Wright are picking up steam, just in terms of like the bigger name, like draft media guys. It seems like they're getting mocked earlier and earlier by the week. But you yeah. know, Jones. He, he got really powerful hands. You know, that link that he, he's he got is very unique. You know, he's able to ride defenders up the arc extremely easy. Question mark with Jones is, like, he's not a, he's not that good of an athlete. Like, there's legitimate, like, foot speed concerns, I think, that are going to show up. Like, um, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to win with his length. And, like, speedier ed, edge rushers, uh, I think, are going to give him some trouble in the NFL. Yeah. Um, early on but I do think he's a good player um, you know he, he's a pretty refined guy too loves that loves that snatch trap move um, you know look definitely looks the part he looks the part for sure so dude he does and the 33rd team they, they sent me a mock yesterday uh, they have the Steelers draft him at 17 they compared him to Orlando Brown which brings up Nick's comment here about the Orlando Brown interest if yeah. you were in if the Steelers were interest just to connect the dots here the Steelers were interested in Orlando Brown, who you have told me might not make all the sense in the world at left tackle, but is a very powerful guy, not an over accelerated athlete. Dewan Jones being compared to him. The 33rd team said that's their player cons- comparison. Maybe that's what they're looking for. Maybe the Steelers are looking at a guy that are just like, dude, we do not. We've gone the athletic route. We need maulers. We need guys who are just going to downhill blow people out the whole time. I don't know. Do you, I mean, if you draft Dewan Jones and then Chooks doesn't work out, could you just move him over to the right side and then just say, yeah, well, you know, we'll try again later? I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, they can. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. The Pittsburgh Steelers are signing swing offensive tackle LaRaven Clark, according to uh, Jordan Schultz. Interesting. Started two games for the Titans last year. No uh, idea. That, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I hope uh, I hope it's not as bad as the rest of the Titans' offensive line was last year. It was rough to watch, so that's interesting. Well, it gives me something to do after I get off here, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I did not see this one coming. Um, Washington. Oh, you're talking about Jones. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are... No, I think Jones Jones is a right tackle in the league, in my opinion. I feel more comfortable with okay. Darnell Wright at left tackle than I do Jones at right tackle, but I still think it makes some level of sense, though. I mean, I yeah, I, I do think that you know it still makes sense. You know, Chooks on that big contract, they can obviously obviously always move Chooks to the other side, um, but I definitely I definitely think Jones is definitely in the mix. I mean, they're showing him a ton of interest, so yeah, I agree. But a right tackle doesn't make any more any sense. I think all the tackles outside of like those top couple are question marks like that which leads you know to should you draft a left tackle whatever i get it there's a long story there um john toss us washington next to tomorrow to more i think i think he's talking about darnell washington is that who you're talking about john you can leave a punch in the comments but i'm pretty sure that that's what he's talking about um hey i'd love to have darnell washington that's that's an easy one for me i don't know if they're going to take um a tight end that early though i I think they'd probably have to take washington at 32 um do you think he'll be there at 32 he may even go earlier than that i don't know but really good player i mean 
I watched Georgia literally put this man on an island in pass protection against SEC edge defenders. It's pretty interesting. And then, you know, he's going to be a weapon in the run game too. I mean, Washington's going to be one of those guys like – I think Mercedes Lewis is a good comp. I've seen that one for him. Um, he's going to be a high-end number two, even if he's never – even if he never develops into like a elite pass catcher, you know, true pass catching option. Um, he's he's an awesome, awesome blocker. Um so, with some untapped potential for sure. I agree. I, I that and that's Zach Gentry remains on free agency. There is no news regarding a tight end at all. Do you think a tight end is an actual option for the Steelers right now? I think that as free agency goes on, I'm in my head, it's gaining speed. It's gaining steam. Like I'm looking at it and going, maybe it's not Darnell Washington. I that I don't know, maybe that's a reach. But I think somebody along the way, you send off Rado Roberts to Penn State to watch Brenton Strange. It just maybe I'm connecting the dots here. Yeah, I, I and it's a good tight end class too. Um, it is. There's it some is. guys that I like, even if they don't go after like one of these top top prospects. Um, Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I really like him a lot. He would be a guy that I would be interested in, probably starting on like round three. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a good player. Trying to text uh, a dozen people to get this story out as we're uh, working here. All right, let's move on to last thing I want to talk about here, wide receiver. Nick's tossing it out here. Nick's tossing his little his little thoughts in here. I love it. I think we got to get Nick on a draft pod here. Just to, I just, I'll just sit back and listen to you two talk. <laughs> All right, last thing I want to talk about here is the wide receiver position. Making headlines, obviously, uh, recently because the Pittsburgh Steelers currently have five wide receivers on the roster. Those are Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, Gunnar Olszewski, and Anthony Miller, who I continue to forget when listing their wide receivers. They have not. The only wide receiver I've heard that has been on their radar is Mac Hollins. He ended up elsewhere. Where, where do you go from here? You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need a slot guy. You've been pushing that the whole time. We went over free agency a little bit before the show. There's not many names there. I think Jarvis Landry is the only one that people have taught, tossed out. If not, it's the NFL draft. Do you look at a guy like Jarvis Jones? Do you look at a different name in free agency? Or do you just say, there are no veterans to go sign. You got to go NFL draft. Yeah, I don't really think that there's a lot of good options out there on the free agency market. Um the one name that I was able to find, like when just doing some research before the pod, was Richie James. James played last year for the Giants. Uh, he had a career year, 650 yards, four touchdowns, um, working with Daniel Jones. He played 85% of his snaps in the slot. So um, I've watched James a little bit um, as the season went on, just because I was really impressed by how the Giants were able to be a self-sufficient offense with a lack of receivers. Um, but James, the guy who can really uncover pretty quickly underneath, you know, option routes, you know, those drag routes, um, quick hitters, stuff like that. Like he knows how to create separation at the top of his route. Um, you know, I think he's an interesting player. He was really productive in college. If I remember correctly, he kind of got off to a slow start to his career in San Fran, um, dealt with some injuries, but he's a good player. I, I think that his market must be pretty low just yeah. based on, you know, the fact that he's still unsigned. You know, he's a smaller guy, but I, I definitely wouldn't mind bringing him in, uh, depending on the price point, assuming that it was pretty uh, 
pretty cheap, but do you see an outside option? Do you see any, cause I, right now they have no depth on the outside. Do you see, I mean, you can't just play Deontay George every single play. I would like to bring, I, I would like to bring back miles Boykin. I I agree. I think that miles might have a larger contract than the Steelers want to give up maybe. Or maybe I think they're looking at, I think that was my thing about Matt Collins is he's a good special teamer, but he's more of a pass catcher than Boykin is. And I think that they were interested in that. It didn't happen, which has me thinking maybe they're looking for a name that has better offensive ability. Not, not that I think Boykin and Gunner, the reason that I want them both on the Pittsburgh Steelers this season is because they were phenomenal run blockers, like phenomenal run blockers. And just to toss them out there and give, extra hands for Najee Harris in that offensive line. I thought worked wonders, but if they're looking for more of a receiving threat, I mean, that's when that's when it gets, gets questionable. And I don't think you could double down in the, in the NFL draft. I don't think you could, you know, look at two wide receivers. I know nobody wants to toss out like OBJ and those kinds of names. That's not happening. That's not happening, but do you, I mean, I don't even know who Marcus Johnson maybe would be an outside guy, but even even Richie James that you said is a slot guy, there's not really many outside guys available that I think have the ability to play special teams and the outside as well as Boykin. So I guess he could be an option. Um, yeah, it's it's just really thin on the market right now. Thin. Like guys that are available really don't make a ton of sense for for the Steelers just from a cost or age perspective you know this there's I mean there's big names out there you know your Julio's you know yeah but what's Julio these days I mean another guy that like has some inside out versatility Justin Watson from from the Chiefs yeah He's he's only 28 I think maybe he could make some sense on a cheap deal but I really do think it makes a lot of sense to bring Boykin back just for the special teams aspect of it. I mean, if nothing else, you know, you've got, you've got that kind of in the bag and that gives him a path to make the roster. Yeah. Do you see, uh, I knew Jarvis Landry was going to get tossed out there. Do you think Jarvis Landry is an actual possibility? Really? How far into free agency do we have to get before Jarvis Landry could even be thought of as a possibility? I don't know. Everybody was asking me this last year and I, yeah. I, I think Landry's washed just to be a completely oh, honest. He, like washed, washed. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't. I, I wouldn't be really that interested in him. I mean, if if he signs for like cheap, cheap, you know, just like a couple million, like it's not going to be something that I'm going to say is like the dumbest thing in the world. But um, I definitely don't think Jarvis is still like a very useful player on offense. You know, he was never an athletic player in general, but yeah. you know, the fact that. He's now older and has dealt with some injuries recently. Um, just not somebody that I'm particularly too interested in. But uh, I don't know. We I, I can't say never. You know, that's what I'm saying. Out of if if you don't have any names, like at this point, you got to start thinking. Maybe let's finish with this one. Marvin Marvin Mims is a name you toss out there. You you called him the most underrated guy in the draft. I'm almost positive that you called him the most underrated guy in the draft. Yeah. Do you think he's going to slide up boards, or you think the Steelers should and could have their eyes on him? I I don't understand why why Mims isn't getting more hype in this class. I mean, he's been productive. He's one of the younger guys at his position. Um, you know, has legitimate four three four four speed. You know, vertical field stretcher, but he's got some legitimate ball skills to play through contact. Went at the catch point. 
I don't really understand. I, I think he's a top 10 receiver all day in this class, um, but I'm still seeing, you know, him being mocked in day three territory. And I just, I think that's ridiculous for sure. I haven't seen anybody has. put him in a day two. I've not seen yeah. one mock. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I know that he didn't, uh, he didn't meet with the Steelers or he hadn't met with them yet at the combine. Um, was he going to? Did he have a formal with them? I I know that he didn't have a formal with them, but he I think I just asked him um, at his podium, and he said he hadn't met with them yet. I'm not sure if he had anything set up with them or not, but he's definitely a guy that I I like. Um, I think you know just some of the stuff that he can do with the ball in his hands, as well as you know just stretching the field vertically. I I definitely um, I definitely think he's a good player. He's a player that deserves more hype in this class for sure. So answer this one real quick because you've explained this before we should explain it again every time it's asked why Deontay Johnson does not work in the slot so Deontay is an X like I know everybody wants to make him in the slot because of the size thing but Deontay is their best receiver by far against press coverage he's one of the best receivers against press coverage in the league um, because of the way that he can get off the ball him going in the slot really doesn't make a lot of sense because he's not very good in the middle of the field especially underneath you're asking a guy who's 180 pounds to work in a lot of traffic and that's just been something that he's not really been that great at um just if you look back to where a lot of his drops have occurred it's been like you know on quick slants drag routes stuff over the middle of the field where there's just a lot of big bodies um it just to me you know, you want your best route runner and your best guy against press at X, and that's that's why he's going to stay out there. I mean, is there, there's a potential that, like, maybe down the road Pickens could be that X, um, you know, if he continues to develop and they expand his route tree. And, yeah. you know, I did, I did see some flashes against press coverage last year, but um, as of right now, Deontay is the X until, you know, somebody else takes it from him. And I just think that's going to be a difficult thing to do for somebody that's, you know, that good against press and that good of a route runner. So, yeah, there's no, uh, you, the Steelers love Deontay Johnson and he is probably, I mean, according to ESPN, he's the best route runner in football. So hard to beat that one. Stats don't lie. The analytics don't lie. Appreciate that one. I'm quarterbacks gonna, like I'm guys gonna, that are wide open all the time. Who, what? Quarterbacks like guys that are wide open all the time. Love them. Love them. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett caught on to that. Like, it took him a little while, but before, you know, before anybody noticed, they're just like, oh, man, dude, Deontay is, like, always open. Like, it's as long as I throw the ball early enough, the guy is wide open every single time. That's the guy to have if you – he's not going to catch a billion touchdowns, but he's going to get you the yards. And I think that – uh I think that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers need. All right. We got anything else here before we – uh Head out. You got any final thoughts, comments, uh, feelings no. about the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Hopefully, I was I was kind of hoping for one more big, uh, one more. I didn't say like big free agency, free agency signing, like they're gonna make a huge deal or something. But I was just hoping for like some bit of Friday news. But I guess we got a swing tackle. I mean, I was just gonna say, dude, to they watch, just signed a swing know? tackle. My life just became so much more hectic in the last twenty five minutes. <laughs> I'm over here. I got four screens up in front of me trying to figure everything out. At the same time, the Steelers uh, announced their man their uh, offseason workout dates. So I guess we could toss those out there. Uh, OTAs run May twenty third to June eighth. The their offseason officially starts April seventeenth. So you start seeing pictures, blah blah blah. And then mini camp is June thirteenth to the fifteenth, which is uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, now what about Bud Dupree? When 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 are the Pittsburgh Steelers signing Bud Dupree? 
I don't know, man. It, it's weird that there hasn't been like any news on that front, I guess. Um, There's been uh no, 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 no. I was listening to the Ramon Foster show that shout I out to that. uh big Ben burners account or whatever, who hit me up on Twitter and he's like, Hey man, you missed this one. And I was like, Oh, thank you very much. And I'm an emoji interpreter. And I know that's a sign. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sending the emoji. I'm not sending that to anybody. You know, <laughs> just that's, that's uh, you know, only when something big's brewing is when that's up to something season emoji talk right there I'll, I'll i'll answer this question real quick before we hop off here uh thoughts on park parker washington seems like a fit yeah washington is definitely a guy that they've got some interest in he met with them formally at the combine obviously they were heavily represented um at the penn state pro day i think washington has wide receiver three type of upside um but probably is more in that three to four range at the next level Washington's really really tough Really good hands, um, works well after the uh, after the catch. Really good contact balance. Like he almost looks like a running back. Um, guys like bounce off him. He's got a really thick frame, thick lower body. My problem with Washington and his game is um, he's not really that great of a route runner to me. He doesn't separate extremely well, and for a guy that's not like an incredible athlete by any means. That's a little bit concerning, but he'll win 50-50 balls. He, he plays tough in the middle of the field. He's kind of an interesting contrast to what they have with Calvin Austin. So, you know, Washington, to me, if if they picked him, like, I think I had put like an early day three grade on him. So yeah. third, fourth round range. Um, if they don't go receiver earlier, um, he could be a guy that, you know, plays a role. He's a complimentary piece um, more than anything else. I, I don't see, like, a ton of upside, but I think you know what you're getting with him. So, Mark, yeah, I'm about it. I, I I liked your piece on him a while ago. He didn't he didn't run at Penn State's pro day today. I know that because what well, he broke he broke his leg late in the season, I believe. Still healing from that one. Could be an option. You never know. You never know. All right, I'm gonna go write 75 articles and get all the news caught up on allsteelers.com, which is where you can find all of mine and Derek's work. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. And actually I'm going to give Derek's YouTube page a shout out as well. I believe it's just DB films. It's, right? lit- it's literally just my handle. So I oh, Steelers, Steelers underscore DB. Yep. Yeah, go hit that up with a subscribe as well for the best film breakdowns on the internet. I will be back on Monday with Steven. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Peace. Peace.